are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now here in the 17th chapter of 1 Kings, Elijah has been sustained by the widow woman and the widow woman's son has died. And in verse 19, he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into the loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. Now I want you to notice something. He took this child and laid the child up on his bed. Now you read this several times in the scriptures. Elisha did the same thing to the Shunammite woman's son that died. Now there's some significance here. Because there is spiritual power in the physical body. And here he lays this child upon the sheets, upon the bed that he's been sleeping on. Now see, when you get over into the New Testament, we'll talk about that a little further on, you find that the Apostle Paul took handkerchiefs and aprons from his body and they gave it to the sick and sickness and disease departed from them and evil spirits went out of them. That anointing was transmittable by a cloth. So here, Elijah took the child and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, hast thou also brought evil upon this widow? Or actually, the more literal translation would be allowed this evil to come, whom I sojourned by slaying her son. Now you have to understand something, that people under the old covenant thought that everything that happened came from God. Now that's the reason that Job is written like, and Job said the things he did. The Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, we know that the Lord didn't do it. The devil did it. See, but Job couldn't read the first chapter of Job and find out who did it. But we can. We don't have any excuse. We know the devil did it. Now, listen to what he did. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, Lord, my God, I pray thee, let the child's soul come into him. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came unto him again. Now, what we need to realize here is that he has laid the child up on his bed. Then he laid himself upon the child. That anointing was transmittable by touch. And he raised the child from the dead. Now, if you come over to Second Kings, this is Elisha here in the Second Kings, the fourth chapter. Here you find a similar situation where the Shunammite woman, she has made an upper room for Elisha when he came by, the prophet of God. He prophesied to her that she'd have a child. And it came to pass just exactly like he said she had a child. But then when the child was in the field with his father one day, he cried, my head, my head. Evidently had a heat stroke. They sent him home. He sat upon his mother's knee until noon and he died. Now what this woman did, she called a servant and said, saddle a donkey, I'm going to ride to the prophet of God. Now her husband said, why are you going? It's neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. 
no spiritual significance, see, to go to the prophet today. She said, all is well. Now listen to it. Her husband don't even know the child's dead. She didn't even tell him. She said, all shall be well. Now she rides to the prophet of God. Now when she gets there, Elisha says to Gehazi, I said, there comes the Shunammite woman. Run to her and ask her, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she said, all is well. Now what are you going to do with a woman like that? <laughs> I tell you, I think we'd be wise to follow the principle that she's following. Now I don't know how she knew to do that. But she's operating in the God kind of faith. She's calling things that are not as though they were. See, naturally speaking, things are not well. But she said, all is well. She believed God. See, she knew that God had given her that child. She had sense enough to know that God didn't steal her child. So she rode to the prophet of God. Now, we need to realize something. And if you've ever been in very many funerals, you've heard people say that God took this child. No, God didn't took him. The Bible says God took one man and it was Enoch. He took him alive. <laughs> well, sometimes they mean that God took him on to heaven after he died. But I think most of the time they believe that God took the child. God's not the killer. The thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You want to know how God is? See what Jesus did when he's here on the planet Earth. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But now here he takes this child. In fact, this woman never would tell. She never did tell him what was wrong. And he said, there's something happened to the child and the Lord's hid it from me. He said, take my mantle, run ahead of me, and lay it upon the child. Now, see, the power of God was in that cloth, that mantle. He said, lay it on the child. Now, what she did with this child is important, too, because when the child died, she took it to the prophet's chamber and laid it on his bed. And then he sends his mantle and says, lay it upon the child, and he did. But nothing happened, seemingly. Verse 32, and says, When Elisha was come to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon the bed. And he went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child, the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. <laughs> now notice it didn't happen when he first got there. But the prophet of God knew some things. Now see, we miss some chances to take healing sometimes. You see, the child had to get healed after he was raised from the dead. If he hadn't, he'd have died of the same thing he died of the first time. Years ago, I discovered something. You, have you noticed when people sneeze, a lot of times, especially in the wintertime, they'll say, oh, I guess I'm taking the flu. Or somebody will accuse you of taking it. I had an individual say to me one time, I was standing around a filling station there in England, Arkansas, and the dust was blowing. It was in October. And uh, 
Dust got up in my nose and I sneezed and this boy said, yeah, yeah, see you getting just what I got. And see, he had a cold year round. That was his confession. I have a cold year round. Just can't ever get rid of it. He said, yeah, yeah, see you getting what I got. I said, I don't even believe in it. How could I have it? <laughs> but what I learned is when you sneeze, say, thank God I'm taking healing. I mean, if you got a choice, why not take something good? I didn't know how scriptural I was. I got to reading this, and I found out this child sneezed seven times before he got his healing. But now what he said? He said, sneeze seven times, and then opened his eyes. <laughs> well, he had to get healed. Now, that might be using it a little loosely, but someone said to me one time, well, Brother Caps, I thought you was already healed. I sneezed and said, thank God I'm taking healing. They said, I thought you was already healed. I said, I am, but I'm storing it up. You'd be amazed at the things that you can keep from coming to your house and to your physical body if you'll resist them before they get there. Sometimes you hear people say, well, you know, about this time of the year, I always get hay fever. How long you been saying that? Oh, 29 years. Been working real good, hasn't it? I was ministering along this line in Missouri one time, and I said, you know, if the devil comes to your house, somebody come to your house with a sack full of rattlesnakes and rung the doorbell and said, I brought you these snakes. Would you just say, well, come on in, put them in the living room. Oh, I don't know why God sent them to my house. No, you'd slam the door. See, you can stop some things from coming sometimes. See, there's one taking healing now. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, see, if the devil comes along and tries to give you a headache, say, no, thank you, take it on down to Sister Jones' house. I heard she's believing to get sick. But I ought not said that because Sister Jones was sitting back there about the fifth few back. She just hollered out loud and said, no, in the name of Jesus, I don't receive it. <laughs> Well, you see, you can resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. Satan is an illegal alien to this planet. He has no authority over you. You see, he has a spiritual body, but he does not have a physical body. You have to have a physical body to have authority on this planet. Now, when you understand that, the devil is losing ground at your house. That's the truth. Now, if we will operate with the knowledge of God in that, you can understand why it's necessary then for God to use mankind to destroy the works of the devil now. Jesus stood there. He said, all power is given to me both in heaven and earth. Now you go in my name. I used to think, well, if you got all the power, why you want me to go? <laughs> and after about 40 years, it finally dawned on me that he's given me the authority that he stripped from Satan. I'm glad you could join us for the broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. Now, all of this week, we have CD offer number 7118. It's entitled, Spiritual Power in the Physical Body. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We talk about the fact that Elisha, the prophet, raised the dead by laying himself up on a child 
in 2 Kings 4. The child died, and the woman laid the child upon the prophet's bed. Now, there was spiritual power in that prophet, and the sheets that he slept on were anointed. Now, the reason we know that is because in the New Testament, Acts, the 19th chapter, the Apostle Paul sent handkerchiefs and aprons that he had on his body when he was preaching or teaching. When the anointing was upon him, he sent them to the sick, and he said, and many were healed, and evil spirits went out of them. The anointing of God was transferable by cloth. Now, we know that the prophet of God knew that in Second Kings chapter 4. He laid himself upon that child and raised that child from the dead. We know that the anointing of God is transferable because of Acts chapter 19. The scripture says God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. He laid his hands upon the handkerchiefs and upon claws and sent them to the sick. Now, there's been many testimonies about that over the years, but you see, it takes faith to draw that anointing. Now, somebody said, oh, I don't believe that. Well, just give me one. Let me see what happens. Nothing will happen, most likely, because faith is what activates the anointing of God. You don't turn the anointing on and turn it off. Jesus didn't do that. In his own hometown, he couldn't do it in mighty works because they wouldn't believe he was anointed. That's offer number 7118. Spiritual power in the physical body. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. A total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.